you know, we want to welcome everybody here. Everything all at once. Everything all at once. It's honestly a sensation. Aliens listen to it. Hey there, folks. Welcome to another spectacular, incredible, inspirational episode of Everything at Once. We would like to start today's broadcast with a special thanks to our Patreon producers, Brian G., Josh W., and Sadie M. You guys are awesome. You're incredible. Patreon is an awesome way to support this show and say thanks. You can become a Patreon supporter by clicking the link below and choosing to be an intern, assistant, or producer-level supporter. We want to show. We want to also want to shout out local businesses that have sponsored this episode. These businesses get the Everything at Once stamp of approval and are critical members of the Everything at Once community. We couldn't do it without them. We would first like to thank AFB Services. Much like this show, they do a little bit of everything at once. AFB Services specializes in landscape and property maintenance needs. This means that they can take care of all of your lawn care needs. Everything from reseeding yards, flower bed clean out, tree work, edging, and other miscellaneous maintenance needs. Check out their website at afbservicesllc.com or give Aaron a call at 814-528-7464. We would also like to thank friends of the show Cauldron and Thorn. It is the world's largest witchcraft store offering a conglomerate of crystals, books, ceremonial supplies, incense, herbs, oracle and tarot cards, and self-care items. It's a real grocery store for the soul. Located just west of the Colony Plaza on West 8th Street, Cauldron and Thorn is open seven days a week or 24 hours online at cauldronandthorn.com. Dave. Yeah. Do you like ladies? Yes. Do you like metal? Yes. Well, Dave, I have just the event for you. Eden on Fire is bringing more of that metal heat straight to you at Philly on the Rocks, April 22nd. Well, how much is it, Tony? It's $5 to get into the door and for an undoubtedly epic night of metal. But I only have a dollar on me. Well, Dave, you only need to collect four more to make it into the show. Yes. yes. You can do it. We all believe on believe in you. Oh, I'm so freaking jazzed up right now. <laughs> but before we before I get yeah, too ahead of myself, last but certainly, certainly not least, we would like to thank Warner Books. Warner Books is Erie's community bookstore located in the Liberty Plaza. They sell everything from new to used books at once. Oh, my God. (laughs) They also offer a trade-in program to exchange lightly used books for credit towards new books. Or, as we like to say, in the biz, new content. content. (laughs) Check out their website, warnerbooks.com, for information about book clubs, author signings, and other events. Stop in to find your next great read. Oh, yeah. Now, Dave. Yeah, Tony. I'd like to introduce. Oh, oh, I'm all excited. (laughs) I'd like to introduce our next guest. Oh, who is it? Allison Lucas. Oh, she's awesome. She's incredible. Owner of Green Waves Compost, making a green wave all through Erie with her amazing service that she offers to people. It's incredible. I don't want to tell too much. I don't want to spoil the show. She is brand new uh, business-wise pretty much, and uh, she's only going to keep growing uh, with this business. It's awesome. Uh, This is our Earth Day episode, so you want to be involved in this composting journey much longer than this, but this is a great time to get started. That's right. Save the Earth, people.
Save it. Save it. And join Green Waves Compost. Do all of it. It's amazing. Look them up on Facebook, everything. We love you guys. Support us on Patreon. Do it. Get some ad space for your business. Do it. And now, <laughs> Allison Lucas. Uh, well, we're super glad to have you here today. Yes, I'm super excited to be here. Allison? Yes. Lucas? Yes. Awesome. We're so excited you're here. Allison is the owner, operator, proprietor of Green Waves Compost, a local Erie organization that is trying to help us move into a positive direction to help save the earth and to help continue to grow and foster and develop the community here uh, with people making their own food, growing their own gardens, doing all that awesome stuff. So we're super excited that you're here. Yes, yes, I'm super excited. And we it's just a focus on getting back to the roots and becoming those sustainable people again and getting out of that hustle and bustle and being a slave to what feels like a never ending battle with work. Mm. Yeah. Screw that. Yeah. I'm in on that every day. <laughs> every day I wake up wishing I don't have to go to work. So hopefully someday it'll be a reality. Yes. Yeah. All about slowing down and just that getting back to our roots, literally going back to the soil and focusing on just these little systems, little meaningful changes can make a big difference in the little things that we think about on a daily basis. Absolutely. And you're like promoting, a, I feel like it's much, you're, you're underselling yourself and your impact on the community and the, the ability that your idea and your business has um, could really benefit like a large part of this population. It is. It's it's a big idea, but it, we are we are a very small organization, and that's the whole point behind Green Waves. Um, I've always thought that you know small waves make tenacious tides, and that's what okay. we want to start with. We want to just get that mindset, get get people thinking a little bit differently about what is it that. I can make this small change of instead of putting this food scraps, these apples, these orange things that I'm giving to my children or the dog hair that I'm brushing off of my dog every day, putting it in a bucket instead of in your garbage and leaving it out with your garbage. We do a regular pickup service, but instead of it just going to a landfill and becoming part of the greenhouse gases emitting methane gas left and right, it would turn around and become soil that you can use in your own home garden. And if you really don't want to use it, then you can give it to the community, but put it back into the community, close those loops, and just thinking that this little bit of waste can make a big difference in, a, in all of our future generations. I, I totally love that whole idea and everything that you just said. And I think that it's such a huge thing, especially today with like a lot of, you see a lot of like mass monoculture type farming and they're just depleting the topsoil and there's nothing left and they can't get their plants to grow or to fruit as much so they're forced to use all of these chemical components when really all of the things that they need are already provided for them through compost and reusing the un the unused materials for the things that we eat Exactly. It's like if we don't remember the Dust Bowl, let's learn from history. We know what's going to happen if we continue with the way things are going. We need to make some kind of change, and this is a very simple change to start with. We also make it, we're trying to make it easier for everybody to access. Because we are small, we are just starting, and yes, we are a business, so we have to pay our bills somehow too. Mm -hmm. So that's why we provide the service, but we also provide discounts to people with low income and students as well. You can get 50% off services. 
All you have to do is apply, and it's very simple. We eventually want to make our services accessible to everybody. Right. If we could do it for free, we would. You know, yeah. that's mm-hmm. I, I would absolutely do that. I have a lot of big ideas to hopefully get some systems in place for schools and mm-hmm. for housing authorities or just other low-income establishments to help them start using our compost service like a public service like they do in the UK. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people don't realize, or maybe a lot of people do, maybe I'm underestimating them or underestimating our listeners. They don't realize. <laughs> but, they don't. This, but compost is like a big part of like trash and garbage receptacles yes. in other parts of the world. Oh, yeah. And a lot of other countries, it's for them, they throw it out with their garbage. It's just another thing they do. It's habit. You know, we don't have to try and get them to actually think about it. They are already thinking about it. Right. And I feel like it's really minimal effort to try and like throw your banana peels or your apple cores or your eggshells or whatever in a different thing than uh, your garbage and put them out in a certain container so they get taken away and reused and recycled and Mm -hmm. repurposed. Exactly. I think that you underestimate estimate um the laziness of the of the common american and this this could maybe i'll tell myself go on in my household a little bit like (laughs) if the uh if the recyclable bin in the house garbage can in the house is full sometimes a plastic bottle might go in with the other trash you know like I, i i won't lie i can be a little naughty with that yeah i understand i understand where you're coming from and sometimes it is a little bit inconvenient to do things but like you already said allison it's those small and consistent changes i think one bottle or one thing every now and then but is not as big when you're making a larger contribution in a positive direction you know but how many times have you put that bottle in there thinking that you know that it should have gone in that recycling bin oh almost every time (laughs) right so you're at least thinking about it yeah and and every time you don't if if it wasn't full, you would have put it in there anyways. So, yeah, that is to the laziness of not emptying out the other bin in mm-hmm. order to add two. But we we want to make it simple and just start, instead of throwing that, that apple core into the garbage, look at it and throw it in the other bin. I had to get my wife to think differently. And my daughter, she loved it. She was working everybody. <laughs> she's she's one of my best marketing marketing person right now she's definitely on top of that uh she got my uh ex her father on board after after weeks of telling him she finally just asked for a bucket and took it over there and now he's doing it so really i can't wait to for what summer's gonna offer because there's a lot to come we're gonna be at the farmer's markets and that's where i think we're really gonna spread the word of of simple changes so plus a lot of those people already are, I think a lot of the shoppers at Farmer's Market are probably looking for a service like this. You know what yes. I mean? You're speaking directly to your audience, the people that might be a little bit more health or uh, agriculturally conscious. So I, I bet Definitely. you that will be an awesome success. That's brilliant marketing. Uh, yes, that was my first first go-to was the Farmer's Markets. I think that, that sounds like it'd be something that would be cool on like like a festival scene too. I would love to do that at a festival. I've, I've been looking, I'm following the vendors, um, things on Facebook and Instagram to find any opportunities really. And even the farmer's market was questioning like, well, you don't really have a product. I said, well, I actually, I, I have buckets. They yeah. w- there will be physical buckets. And then I have other things that I'm going to be promoting as well. Cool. So yeah, I'm excited and they, they accepted and, 
Um, I'm also doing some talking at uh, youth uh, programs at the Bethesda Trinity Center. I'm doing a couple uh, speaking gigs there, and I will be at the St. Vincent Career Fair as well for the agricultural careers. Awesome. That's so cool. And uh, it's really great to hear that you're, like, reaching to a younger demographic as well because um, as much as we – as the kids are assholes, as we've already discovered on this show, they are <laughs> also our future for sure. And yeah. being able to instill these positive habits early on is uh, critical in making sure that they continue into the future. Definitely. It's, you know, it's like trying to teach an old dog new tricks. It's the, the younger crowd is much more susceptible to learning these things and understanding and wanting to make a difference. I felt like a kid when I started this business. I, I still feel like a child sometimes when I'm in there. I'm, I'm playing with food. I'm throwing it in my, you know, I'm out back with my chickens. And everything I do, I'm excited about doing. I want to find more things I can teach and more things I can talk about. It's not just about the pickup services. It's definitely about a lot more. And we want to see more sustainable systems, not just through compost, but things like solar as well. Absolutely. How long have you guys been doing this? So we just started in January. We launched in February. I, I got to the drawing board in January after starting my LLC and sitting on it for a year. Mm-hmm. So I sat on my LLC for a while, um, not knowing exactly where to start because I really didn't have capital, capital, sorry, capital behind me. But mm-hmm. um, so when I finally came around to, I spent a little bit of time at the juice jar and she got me thinking about it because she had buckets upon buckets of things that were compostable and she had her brother pick it up for his farm but it wasn't you know that was just a one one person thing it wasn't a system he wasn't offering of his services to anybody else so i immediately went home and said i already compost at home i do it on small scale very small scale but it's easy to go big scale and there's multiple ways to do it to where in the winter time around erie when you can't really be outside I do it in bakashi bins indoors, and then I also do vermicomposting as well. My daughter loves doing the vermicomposting. She's a big fan of worms and insects, so mm. she wants to incorporate some other insects into our composting over the next couple years. That sounds fun, but kind of scary. <laughs> it can be, yeah. She wants to step up to uh, spiders and, and scorpions. I'm not ready. What? No. You can no. use scorpions no. to make compost. Uh, no, no, not scorpions to compost, but that's just what she wants, and that's where <laughs> oh, we okay. agreed. Just I as st- like a pet. <laughs> yeah, she wants to do the pet. But no, we do um, isopods right now, and they she composts in her room with just the isopods, and then we also have mealworms, and we're going to look into the black fly larva. Hmm. Um, I don't know if we're going to get to it this year, but possibly next year, but that will help with our chickens as well. So they'll have a little bit of something to munch on. Yep. Keep them healthy and happy and doing their chicken thing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. They look for insects all winter long, which is tough on them. Chickens amaze me. They go out in the middle of winter. They don't like when it's blizzarding snow, but they will go out in the snow and they'll dig and dig and dig and I just, they, they're always hungry. Mm -hmm. So I come out and it's like four little dinosaurs coming at me. Just where's my food lady? (laughs) We don't, we can't find the bugs. So that's when we started with the mealworms and we started putting some um, potatoes and just very basic things in there and with their food and it, it provides them food, but it also breaks down those potatoes and 
in no time. Um, so yeah, that's one. They don't decompose as much as the worms, mm -hmm. but they definitely do their part. And do you use the chicken manure as part of your composting in the in the yep. bigger mix it goes right on the outdoor pile um we do we have straw from local uh, farms that we use in their bedding right now our porch is their housing um they're just in a little playhouse a little kid's old playhouse <laughs> that's awesome that that's we boarded cool. super cool <laughs> yeah it's you know we're tr we're trying to reuse and repurpose right. it, it was the easiest way we eventually want to upgrade to a shed so i can get more chickens mm -hmm. um but for now it works and uh, we just clean it out everything goes right on the compost pile it's part of our the brown material that adds to the pile for the good mix of the green and the brown cool i think it's amazing like every guests that we've had on we were talking before you got here today like every green like guest that we've had all on the that, farmers all the all the farmers all the like urban urban gardeners all that it's so incredible with with these type of uh initiatives you you use everything and literally everything gets used like nothing goes to waste Yep. Oh yeah, we love it. It's it's our own little closed loop homesteading urban area. I I grew up on not on a farm myself, but around all the farms you could think of. And it, living in the city, I like living in the city, and I like where my daughter goes to schools, and I like having friends close. So sure. I we want to do what we do in the city right now, and we want to show others that it's possible because I've been through this struggle and I know what it's like. So it's also not just about saving the environment but it's about saving yourself having that balanced life for yourself um and and trying to get back to finding that balance between not being burnt out anymore and getting you know we can do this here we don't have to go out to find it right we can do more for ourselves i feel like that offers like a really high degree of freedom too it definitely does like it's having your own system that kind of supports itself and builds off itself and does its own thing it keeps you free from all of the other stuff that could go wrong out in the world you it know? feels it's protected it feels like it's almost with people we've been talking to it's almost like the new american dream it's not like pull yourself up by exactly. the bootstraps and like it's move out into the forest it's move out into the forest or like let me be able to handle everything so everybody else i don't have to rely on anything else you yeah. know well, yeah if you've noticed our planet is very off balance everything right now is very off balance we everything we've gone through it feels it's like crazy. we're on the we don't even have winter anymore yeah no yeah. exactly so it now's the time to start making moves towards greener eerie especially with we're getting more sun where we have longer springs well longer summers and longer falls or, we have water too Yes, yeah. we have a, a fantastic resource here, something that also gets overlooked constantly. That's it. I, I have a bit of a background in marine biology. I, mm -hmm. I never got cool. to finish. COVID happened. And Boo, I, COVID. Wow, oh, yeah. Yes, it was terrible. And I, I spent all of my tuition on getting through that. So never, never went back and finished. But that was one of my lifelong dreams was to research um, different actually the coral reef systems and try and get them back to being balanced so i kind of you know in taking that was before kids that was before life happened so mm -hmm. those were my my big college dreams um but i still have that passion and i have that drive and that's what i want to bring that back to a realistic scale for everybody that anybody can do right and i feel like 
when I was younger, I always had like these big, massive dreams, like saving the coral reef, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like changing the world or whatever. And really, as I've grown older, I've learned that making a difference can be so much smaller than that and means so much more when it's with like people that you develop an intimacy or a fondness with, you know what I mean? And doing a small part to change, you know, even just a couple people's lives. Yep. It's that macro to micro view. You've got to have a bigger outlook and understand the bigger picture to make those small changes that create those ripples, those waves that eventually turn to tenacious tides. And even if you do end up in a situation where you are like a like a player on the world scale, let's say, mm-hmm. you still have to do the little things and build them up before you get to oh, that. Yeah. Exactly. You don't start at the top. No, no. Unfortunately. Yes. And everything, when you're starting from the bottom, it, it takes work. So yeah, there is some work involved, but it's the work you're putting into yourself, you're putting back into your life. You're not you're not giving yourself away to somebody else and then paying you for your time. You're actually paying yourself for your time, mm-hmm. but more in the, the metaphysical sense in the, you know, you're balancing yourself, you're, you're grounding yourself. You're getting back to that. I want to be here in the here and now. And I want to do for me. Yeah. And I think that when you're personally invested in like your own business or your own project, you work, a thousand times, maybe not a thousand times harder, but way, I, I give many more fucks about things that I'm doing Definitely. for myself, oh, like yes. this podcast mm-hmm. compared to like my normal day job. Oh yeah. And not to say that I don't care at all about that, but like if this dies, I'm going to be devastated. Yeah. I don't care about my day job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's, I don't have a day job anymore. And that was part of the reason is I couldn't do it anymore. I, I was up against people that had no values that, that were, they said they were helping people and in no way were they actually helping people. And mm-hmm. it was killing me. And I couldn't let myself be degraded by these people anymore. And unfortunately I have found many, uh, employers that like to bully people and sure. just waste your time and use you for all of your efforts. And that's what I didn't want to spend my time for some working for somebody else that didn't carry the same values that I had, especially when I'm raising a child in this, whirlwind of a social environment culture or decline of culture there you go (laughs) yes very much a decline yeah so that must have been really scary like when you stopped going to work or whatever and we're like you know what i'm going all in on green waves it yeah it still is it's you know we're just starting in january launching in february we've really we're just, we're still in those beginning steps and still just trying to gain a following right now and, um, just put our name and out there. Yeah. So how has it been so far? Have you been excited with the results? It's yeah, it's very exciting. It's, it's nerve wracking, but exciting at the same time, you know, it's, it's starting a business takes time. Um, getting that marketing out there takes time and not putting a lot into it and living that sustainable system myself in this business, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm using word of mouth for marketing right now, all social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I've barely printed anything and the things that I've printed are all compostable. I've been handing them out myself. Um, I'm trying to really live that, that 
system, that closed loop system in the business. So yes, it is a very slow go of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, there, there is a lot of nerve wracking, you know, we, can we get things taken care of? But that's one of the reasons why we're also making changes at home, big changes that we have to invest in a little bit right now, but they're going to pay out in the long run. Right. Simple as we went solar ourselves and we are lo- looking to put in a wood stove so we can slow down on the natural gas as well. Um, and there's lots of other ideas to, to instill there, but... Right. So are you going to make a, what is it called, a jet furnace? A <laughs> jet furnace? No. We're, it's just going to be a regular old wood stove. But the way that our house is set up, we actually bought an old milkman's house. Mm. So it's it's a very interesting setup. It looks very custom, everything custom done. Cool. Um, and it was, the fireplace did heat the whole, entire house previously. So we're... We're going back to using that system, but in a much more efficient way to where we won't even have much of a gas bill in the wintertime when we're um, just burning wood. Yeah, that's very cool. I know some friends that were uh, building like jet furnace. I think they were called jet furnaces. I don't know. It was like a garbage can and like all this ridiculous stuff. Uh, And uh, it looked really hardcore. And that's how they heated up their house. And I personally have been like trying to convince my girlfriend, Celinda, that we need to have like a primitive weekend sometime in the winter where, cause we have a wood burning st- like fireplace here mm-hmm. that I like to light up sometime. It's more just for like decoration or like, cause I like oh, yeah. the aesthetic of having a fire in the house, but I want to do like a primitive weekend where I cook all the food on like at the fireplace the fire. yeah. and don't use any electricity, no TV, no nothing. Just like I love it. super primitive, but she's not completely sold on it oh. yet. Oh. Plus I have to, I feel like in order to really do it properly because of the kind of person I am and that I really just like to punish myself for things it has to be like negative 20 degrees outside okay, or something so like that want, so it's like extreme. a real challenge yeah okay. I gotta go real hard yeah maybe if uh we get like five patreon subscribers I will do this and document it for you guys if we there get go. 10 I'm gonna get him one of those big metal barrels that like uh the homeless population use for fires and, and have put, that in my living you room. You can have that in your living room. <laughs> I will have it. That sounds like luxury, right with, here. With with ten ten of you, give us give us some Patreon love. I'll buy that barrel for them. <laughs> Make it happen, guys. <laughs> do you ever? So do you ever do anything like that? Have you ever like lived primitively, or is that not totally lived primitively? But again, where I come from, it was all well water and that's the um, best water anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, it's I I actually miss that sulfur water. It and my skin misses it. It, my hair misses it and I definitely it might have smelled like rotten eggs but I do not care right oh yes love it the city water is full of chlorine and is not not friendly to the no skin. no I one of our old guests Josh who's a homesteader and we had him on to talk about that his the the community that he lives in has a underground spring i forget what it's called it's a certain kind of spring where the water just like gushes up from the yeah, ground okay and they have like a little creek and there's a hose next to the creek and it just pours out water and you can just drink like yeah right from the creek water. water oh it's so good oh, best yes. water in pennsylvania i swear yes that's we always had to drive a couple miles to a to a fresh spring to collect our drinking water because you didn't want to drink the the well water at home so we would have that and actually go to my dad's house and that's i look forward to having that fresh spring water um but it and again not completely primitive but we know how to handle things when the power goes out and when you don't have electricity you know my my grandmother was 
um, just an arm or sorry, Air Force wife, and she never worked, but she volunteered and taught kids and she taught me everything I know about my sustainable life mm -hmm. um, from canning. Super cool. Yes. Um, to She was the one who taught us how to garden mm -hmm. in, near a swamp at that. So that was always an interesting uh, chasing the snakes out of her garden <laughs> before being able to, to start. Um, and then as well as starting a fire and she took us camping every year. So we would have family reunions and that was, we would camp for two weeks and cool. that's, she would take us out, my brother and I, uh, a couple weeks early and that's, we would just live off of the camping grounds and half the time we would be in a tent because we didn't want to be in the, the camper RV, with her. Yeah. yeah. She, she took the luxury life in the RV, but we definitely got the rough and tough in the right. in the tents with plus the... you got your own space then back when you're a kid you're like exactly. hell yeah i got my own tent or i got like my tent with my right. one friend or my brother or whoever and that's like that's huge back yep and then going fishing and then i i was never a fan of the fish whenever i was younger but i do remember that you know they would skin it and cook it on the fire my mm -hmm. grandmother would make her coffee on the fire we would have eggs on the fire so Amazing. yeah it cool. definitely and in the outhouse I, I do know how to you know dig a hole out in the woods right. if you need some privacy otherwise just go they got so go. many cool composting toilets now they too do and you can actually that is you so there's this new um bio generator thing that i've actually been very interested in but you can use set up your your own waste mm -hmm. to generate fuel for your house for your stove right and a lot of people i know like the the ones that I'm familiar with use like pine wood chips or whatever, mm -hmm. and they don't smell. They're awesome. They have them in their house, and then yep. they have like all sorts of compost after they you know empty it out or put yep. it where it needs to go and let it do its thing for a while. And uh, it really seems like it's it's a pretty cool system. It is. It's not as gross as a lot of people like no. think of it or imagine it as. Yep, that is that's definitely one of my goals on my to do list to add one of those to the house. If if I can make my urban home as sustainable as possible, that's that's where I want to go before I ever move on to my next phase. I want to yeah. see every last little system I can put in place. So I'm sh with all of this compost. I got to imagine you have a pretty crazy garden. Uh, not yet. My chickens <laughs> destroyed them last oh, year. Oh no, those birds. <laughs> yes. Um, no, we're working on it. So we've only been in the house, uh, since September of 21 and there is a lot of work to do, but mm -hmm. before us, um, the couple that was there didn't do any landscaping, any yard work for 10 years. We actually didn't know that when we bought the house, there was this massive fire pit in the backyard, mm -hmm. uh, like a brick oven cool. fire pit. It was encased in grapevines. Oh, wow. We worked an entire day to find this massive stove that we use all the time now. Cool. Yeah. So this was like really ground zero kind of pretty much when you moved into this house yes and you can even see now our chickens are even digging out behind that stove is where they're the original owner which is the milkman their landfill was their personal landfill mm -hmm. we're getting all kinds of things pulled out mm -hmm. in little glass pieces but a lot of it is already like compacted down into coal so mm -hmm. it's pretty cool yeah it's cool to see but they're digging out <laughs> the landfill <That's> so awesome. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> We're using a lot of our home compost is going to refilling the soil in that yard because it is so depleted because there has been nothing done except invasive species taking sure. over the whole backyard. I think I've pulled out about 20 of those catawba trees, the bean trees mm -hmm. that get everywhere. Any bamboo? 
no bamboo. Uh, you're lucky because <laughs> that is awful. It, it, I've heard. I've heard <laughs> stories. The grapevines are bad enough. We finally got, we have about one more tree that is trailing on my neighbors that is covered in grapevines that we need to get rid of. But I think we've finally gotten rid of the things that we don't want and we can actually build our gardens again. That's awesome. Yes. So you've been learning, I would imagine, a ton of different stuff about home remodeling and taking care of this stuff in the process and so much it's so cool to to do that too like i don't know how much experience you have doing that kind of stuff but for me that would be like oh my god i get to learn how to do so many different things by taking on a project like this where i'm going to be living i have taken on every single project you're doing it all of. yourself I'd, yes. I'd imagine that you were in there like with a tool belt and like getting stuff done oh yeah so i've been working on my kitchen since um what february of 22 i was working at a government office and was laid off for a little bit um seasonal work but that time off was, i needed a project so sure. it was time to redo the kitchen we we had major ant problem to begin with so and we found they were coming in behind cupboards and things so it was like oh no i'm tearing everything out i want and we're just starting fresh and that's what we did and it made a huge difference and i learned all about plumbing i learned all about elect doing electricity i put in successfully installed a new outlet for my dishwasher and my um, garbage disposal, and they both work properly. Woo, so, could you go? I know. I, I, did you electrocute yourself at all? No, I didn't. It, it just it took me five days. See, That's I do <laughs> simple stuff, but I electrocute myself frequently. No, I think I learned from my father. He he electrocuted himself all the time. He was a Mr. Fix-It mechanic who, you know, could fix anything, do anything, and that was... I, I think he was the one that really taught me not to be afraid of anything. That's awesome. Yeah, he bought me my power tools and taught me how to change my tires and stuff on the side of the road so. so many people look at it like a project like that and are like they don't i feel like they don't have the willingness to learn or to try and they just farm it all out like so quickly you yeah know? i mean there is definitely mistakes are made and oh, sure. shit happens but you, you move on you learn and you keep going i mean sometimes it can be a little bit of a costly mistake but when you're doing it yourself you're saving a bunch of money exactly you are you just need to take the time i mean youtube is has so much out there you can learn oh, how yeah. to do anything if you just take the time and and that's how we got a podcast yeah. <laughs> right that's it hey that's how i'm trying to teach other people how to do stuff yeah yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's all out there. The, the knowledge is everywhere. So the only thing stopping yourself is you, you know, it's, mm -hmm. you don't have to pay to, to take a whole class just to learn how to do a couple outlets. It's, it's really not that difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, the barrier of entry for so many things nowadays is just incredibly low. Yeah, because a lot of times, like before YouTube was so huge and had literally such a giant, uh, like like a huge conglomerate of information available. Like you, if you were going to change an outlet, you needed to like either find somebody that knew what they were doing, or you had to like go to a class or like learn exactly. it somehow. I mean, and and I'm not saying anybody go out there and just try to change an outlet. You do need to know the information sure, before, yeah. or you can get shocked. So, or you might get shocked anyway and it, know the information. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does happen. It's not that bad though, folks. It's really not. I got. <laughs> 
kind of like it. But the the real thing is you got to give it a shot. At least try and understand the information. If you don't understand it, then that's when you can move on to the, you know, ask a buddy for help or something. But we can do way more for ourselves than we let, our, let ourselves. Right. We don't give ourselves enough credit exactly. and enough belief to go out and try something new and maybe mess it up or, you know, have a hard time. Yep. Um, There's too much pressure on everybody and everything. It's, it's sad. And, you know, I saw that in my daughter, even she's only in second grade, but in first grade, she really opened up. She, she felt so much pressure all the time to make everybody happy, make everybody her friend. And I'm like, that's, that's not really the goal behind school. You know, I know you did, so much in online classes. So it was really easy to just go away and be yourself and not have to do those face-to-face interactions. So it was that anxiety moment of getting over that and then learning that, okay, I don't have, like, it's okay to be amongst other people and, and not have to, you know, do everything for them. Breaking through that alone has I've seen her grow so much and it's just those little things that, you know, you don't have to be so anxious about stuff all the time. If you just got to stop for a minute and find your balance. Mm. Right. I think that's part of the dark side of technology though, not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but like (laughs) there's so much you can learn and there's so many positive things, but man, it's like a cesspool of like, you know, judging yourself against other people or like, you know, when we were kids, you'd go to school and, and you'd go home and unless you had like friends over or whatever, that was just it, you know, now yeah. like it, and it doesn't stop. You got the social media, like no. you're, you never have a break from the, the, the social world around you. Exactly. And that builds people up too. to, they, they want the best things they want to, it, we live in a capitalist world. Mm-hmm. That's, you're going to find that everywhere that it, image matters, money matters, all of that. And that's the things we need to break through that really doesn't matter. What matters is this world that we live on and the lives that we lead. Yeah. Finding that inner fulfillment within ourselves that is, it doesn't need to be validated by critical acclaim or massive gobs of money. Exactly. And I, I think it's super interesting too, with, uh, bringing up kids that, uh, they seem to be, I feel like, during the time of like childhood in elementary school in middle school and high school at least in like today's culture and in my experience in those as like a youth and growing up mm-hmm. a lot of like that creative nature is really like driven out of you you know what i mean you have to go in line and you have to go to the bathroom when everybody else goes to the bathroom and you're not allowed to do anything your own way because you have to do it the way the teacher showed you because if you don't do it that way Conformity. you're going to get points off of your test whether or not you have the right answer yep you show personality in a way that's not a uh, you know socially acceptable it's chastised. It, yeah, you know? it, it really is. It, to have a personality anymore is it, we we are lifting those up. You can see it all over, you know, Instagram and stuff. But those people are still living very lonely lives and not finding the support in their own groups and systems. Um, but in th- that conformity itself, yes, that's why actually that I send my daughter to Montessori, and we absolutely love that school because they don't put everybody on the same page and right. in the same paragraph. They they spread them out to what they know, and my daughter has been thriving there, and I couldn't be happier with her education. Yeah, I know a few people who have sent their kids there, and all of them have had uh, 
they're all like tremendous little kids. I can't say that like the parents are having a great experience because it's really not about the parents. It's no. about them. And the kids are all amazing. They're super interesting. They're well-spoken. They're, they know things and can carry on a conversation at a much higher level about particular things than I think many other children. Oh yeah. I talk, I've been talking to my daughter like she's an adult for a few years now and it's been amazing. She reads to me. She, she Aww. teaches me stuff all the time. She watches, we have a rule. She's allowed to watch YouTube, but it's only educational stuff. And it's been that way for a long time. And that's how she fell in love with reptiles and insects is the world of YouTube. Mm -hmm. And she brought some of that home for me. And I've been learning a lot with her. We go to all the reptile expos now takes me back to, to the days before I, I used to have reptiles before I had her, but the, all the salmonella and stuff, we got rid of everything that we had. Um, but we're coming back around and it's really exciting to get back into that and, and create our own ecosystems at home for something else than, and, um, we're working on a turtle right now and sweet. I've had a turtle for a long time. He was awesome. <laughs> yes. We have a little albino red-eared slider. Ooh. Mm -hmm. And we're, we need to build a pond out back for, for him and one that can, again, feed into something else and filter stuff. So we're, we're researching how to do a, a sustainable pond, um, one that can go throughout winter, too, because we've been reading um, salt water in bottles is simple enough to keep water from freezing. So, so hmm. there's stuff out there that can make it happen to where we don't have to run electricity to a pond to keep it warm. Or dig it like eight feet deep. Exactly. Yeah. And we can put it with near the compost. We can also surround, you know, we can use our already systems in place to, to help it thrive as well. And I, I credit you as a mother for being supportive about this because I feel like that goes such a long way to have anybody in your corner or anybody in your community that's like, Oh, you want to learn about turtles and bugs and insects? Let's let's go. Let's right. do this. We're in. Yeah. Come on. Yes, let's, we're learning everything about it. We're going to educate ourselves. We're going to find out something that we're passionate about. And we're going to build and be able to recycle and reuse that passion from one project into the next project. Definitely. It's been a thrill ride. I love it. I do. Her other uh, interests are video games, which I'm not near as interested in. So it's, it's the one thing that we really connect on and we can build on. And both of us are building on it all the time. Right. And I think video games are good. I like video games. I think they're creative and storytelling, and it gives people a sense of imagination. That's how she learned how to read. Really? Before. Yeah, that she learned how to read through video games. She wanted to play Pokemon um, back when, oh, I think she was five. Mm -hmm. um, and or five or six. It was during the lockdown times, um, but I didn't want to sit there and have to read it to her all the time because I was also working at the time. Sure. So, like, I can't, you know, you if you if you want to play these games, you're going to have to learn how to read that so you can continue playing it and not interrupt me every five seconds. Right. Um, and she did. She started, that's, it was her motivation to pick it up and to keep going. So ever since then, she's, she plays all the games, all the uh, Zelda games. She plays Super Mario Brothers. She plays, I mean, Minecraft is her favorite still, you know, you know all the Switch games. Um, but she blows my mind at how much that she's learned and how much she's taken in and how evolved it's become just from that little, little bit of push, like do this yeah. for yourself and you, you'll be good. Mm -hmm. And she is. So it, 
we've, we've been talking about how important it is to have somebody in your corner who's been like there to help you through this process. Have you been able to meet different people or other people that are on the same wavelength that are trying to, you know, make some sort of green initiative or make a positive change in the community? I have definitely been um, building relationships along the way. I have found a few people. Um, I'm partnering. I am partnering with the sisters uh, Sisters of St. Joseph neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm going to be donating some compost to them and hopefully helping them with gardens and things. Um, we've we've got a meeting coming up to see what all we can do for each other. Um, cool. Well, That's also, great. Yes, and then I also am partnering with ECAT. On, since we are on the east side, we want to see what we can do together, at least be a part. They're doing the east side revitalization down oh, there, yeah, and awesome. we really want to be a part of that. So Absolutely. There's big plans for the east side of Erie. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our other guests are talking about, like, big monstrous undertakings. There is, mm-hmm. yes, and that's it's exciting because nobody – we. I call it the butthole of Erie because we're down by the sewage plant, <laughs> uh-huh. and we, it really takes forever to get anywhere from there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been the butthole of Erie, and it's really nice to see somebody caring about it. Just the murals alone that have gone down there, and with ECAT, I know it's you know another school gone, but they really took it over and did something positive with it and added more education where, you know, prior opportunities are exhausted. So. Right. Oh, yeah, the east side, I mean... They've just been, that's just been <laughs> malnourished and yes, for a long and time. It is. And it's great to see new Cast life. off to the side. I mean, they tore down the East Avenue Bridge and just like ever since then, it's, it's, mm, it's yeah. been, I mean, it was bad before that, Forgotten. but it's just seen gotten worse, you know? Yeah. It's good to see new life coming in there. And I, I love to see it. It's a, it's really a, an amazing transformation that I think Erie in general has been going through over the past, uh, few years and hopefully far off into the future as well definitely the downtown partnership has been doing a lot but you know i've also been seeing a lot coming in um that's a little more corporatized and a lot coming in that's not local business especially with all the festivals downtown Mm -hmm. wanting to see those be more locally sourced yeah definitely that would be awesome but yeah other than i don't really have too many complaints of seeing all the the buildings looking nicer and stuff like that but i do i do want to see a little more focus back on that local um business establishment yeah. in the summer let's I feed think, our neighbors yeah yes. and I, I think it's interesting though because we we're talking and i totally agree with you um but we we're talking like near the beginning of this about how people as like their own little pods are like totally separate from each other but from all the all the people we've been talking to over the last year as far as like the businesses in Erie like the local ones everything's just like coming together everybody works so well together and supports each other and it's not like like a culture of competition no there it's the mind there's a mindset out there that the businesses COVID hit businesses differently and they had to learn how to survive differently. And I think that's a lot of, it changed other people's mindsets. It was, you know, um, eat or be eaten and find other ways to survive. And that's what a lot of people, I think that shift, the people that stood up and for themselves and found a rowboat and said, I can do this are the ones that are leading those initiatives and, and building that mindset. And it's, it's definitely expanding. Mm -hmm. You can see where people aren't afraid to connect anymore. Mm -hmm. So earlier on, you also mentioned that you had like an upcoming project in regards to 
power and energy. Oh, yes, yes, I'm very excited. We are partnering with Green Home Systems to bring more solar panels and more solar systems to Erie. Um, they recently installed a system on our house, and we absolutely love it, and we are um, going to start offering a lot more information, and hopefully we can see more growth in that area. I would like to see it more in the community itself, like on Definitely. schools, and hey, maybe if Erie Insurance can start, you know, they can show everybody that big names can go big too and we right. can make changes as well um but to even see it on on the the buildings that need to be more sustainable that they don't need to pay bills you know they have other things to worry right. about so i would love to see if we can get that initiative geared towards those kind of audiences especially when they the main thing that you need for solar panels is space and yes. A lot of these buildings have an abundance on of it on yes. their roof. Mm. Yes. And hey, as long as there's something facing west, you know, even if you're not facing west, as long as there's open space, you're going to, the, the sun is always there. And if anybody's noticed, we have a lot more sunny days in Erie now all of a sure. sudden. Winter was not that bad this year. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm afraid to say it, but it's going to stay that way. That's. That's what I'm thinking Climate too. change, you know. Alligators in Lake Erie any day now. I'm yeah. calling it. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, I had actually had an uncle that, uh, like, 20 years we were like smoking pot. I was like, "You're an idiot." Uh, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you are an idiot. But uh, <laughs> I remember like 10 or 15 years ago, I was smoking with him, and he was like, oh, "I wrote a book in the 80s that you know by like 2040, Erie's gonna be a tropical paradise." And I was like, "Shut up, dude. Give me that, you know. Give me that. Yeah, joint. Get out Stop of here. smoking. <laughs> you know, like." But it's starting to seem like that might be a reality. Sorry, uncle. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry no. for ever doubting you. Yeah. It is climate change is real. I mean, this is we've all observed the effects of it. So yeah, it's great that Erie's getting warmer, but you know that's bad signs for a lot of other places around the world. Oh and yeah, oh yeah. Oh, na yeah. <laughs> natural disasters left and right, and you know we just we've got to make some changes. So. Yeah, I was in Miami in March, and I mean it didn't happen obviously, but I I had a, a small like fear the whole time that. The, when I was down there, it would just sink into the ocean, like they've been talking about. They have like big, they have <laughs> yeah. like big flood problems when tide comes in. As far as they I do. know, yeah, I've I have family down in Miami, and that's something they've always joked. I mean, back twenty years ago, they were joking about that falling off. If if they don't come to the next reunion, we all know why. So. Yeah, because yeah. Miami. Miami's underwater. Uh, yep. Yeah. Same. I mean, California is headed there too. So. Yeah. Or like New Orleans, they've just been destroyed by hurricanes over and over and over yeah. again, you yeah. know? Yeah, so many things are going on. And it, it really needs make makes it necessary to, for us to adapt and change. And I think it's really going to make Erie a much more uh, populous and popular and desirable place to be because we're going to have a lot of the things that other places don't like uh, a beach and mainly water, I think. Mm. Yeah, probably mainly water. We definitely need to work on getting it cleaned up a little bit, though, too. Yeah. If we're going to rely on that resource, we've got to focus on getting those algae blooms down. Right. Yeah. I think it's... And you're part of that, too, because now instead of using phosphorus and nitrogen yes. in the, like, massive monocrops that's running into the water and causing yes. these algae blooms, mm -hmm. they have compost available. That's yes, right. Yes. That's what another um, program or organization is the Watershed uh, Initiative in Erie. That's... We like to 
help with that as well. Um, but yeah, all those things. It's getting that mindset different and and building these these systems that are going to make a change for the better for everybody. You know, I hope that people are become much more proud of Erie. I know there's a shift that the, the Erieites are becoming proud of Erie once again, mm, and right. we want to keep it that way. You know, for a while I fought it as well. I wanted to get out of Erie. I wanted to move on and go somewhere better, but why not turn Make what we... here better. Exactly. And there's so much more opportunities in a place that you're making better compared to a place that's already awesome. Exactly. And there's so much more you can give back to as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a twofold, you know... It works both ways. You give it, you give in, and it gives back. And we can all be proud, and we can all live happier lives mm-hmm. amongst our community. It Which feels is, better to help your neighbor, too, than some rando that you've never met before exactly. because there's 500,000 people in your city. And so I miss that I miss that a lot, is being able to just go to my neighbor all the time. You know, back when I was growing up, my mom would have trusted, you know, me running off to my neighbor. There's other kids there, and mm-hmm. it, we would all be fine running down the road together. Nobody, now I'm afraid to send my daughter two blocks. If you're not in my eyesight, I do, yeah. you've got to get back. So It's all part of that, uh, you know, it's not just a, a green initiative to make the world sustainable again. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a civic thing, too. Yeah, exactly. it's definitely a cultural issue, you yeah. know what I mean, and getting people... And the best way to like teach a person anything is to lead by example, in my experience. And I think as we see more people continue to lead and show other people that there's a, uh, a better way to live exactly. or there's alternatives compared to the way that they have been living, I think more people will choose that. Because at the end of the day, it always feels better to love somebody than it does to hate them. Exactly. Lead by doing, you know, just show others what can be done and how things could be done and be willing to teach and educate and not keep to yourself and say, no, this is all mine. My secrets. Exactly. You're not allowed to <laughs> my have my God. knowledge, even though it's, it's <laughs> yeah. public knowledge already, you know, it's just some, maybe somebody's not a, a visual learner. Maybe they're a hands-on learner and mm-hmm. they need to learn from that next door neighbor or, or they're too shy and just need that little bit of push. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of ignorance out there too. Cause I mean, somebody who's never been around a farming community or around a garden or anything probably has no idea yeah could that be like you just make compost you know what i mean you just need some old scraps and yeah. or grass cuttings mulch leaves whatever exactly anybody can do it at home it's there's simple steps to composting and and anybody can really i think i posted something on instagram the other day it was it doesn't matter what you have or where you are just start start somewhere start something. with what you have yeah and and for me it was i was in an apartment a couple years ago growing tomatoes and totes on my front porch <laughs> you know so it, do whatever you can wherever you are and no 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 little decision to do better is too small. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that it's important to not take no for an answer when it's something that's important and passionate to you and let the rest work out however it's supposed to. You know what I mean? Exactly. Keep doing your thing. Keep honing your craft. Keep getting better at whatever it is that you're passionate about. And eventually all the other pieces will fall into place. And it may not be exactly what you were intending at the very beginning, but it's still something that is 
adjacent or directly related to, you know, what it is that you're trying to do or whatever it is that you're passionate about that started this ball rolling. Exactly. You get, you start somewhere and it'll lead somewhere, you know, it might not be exactly where you thought, but you learn along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No positive action is wasted. Exactly. Indeed. Especially in a small community like this. Mm-hmm. where everybody is connected and everybody knows each other or maybe not knows each other, but maybe like maybe we have three degrees of separation instead I've, of the normal six. I've right. always said Erie is the biggest small town I've ever experienced in my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're a city, but it's very small town vibes. Yeah. So for all the people out there, Allison Lucas, Green Waves Compost, she's got amazing buckets that you can mm-hmm. get. And start making a positive change for yourself, for the community, for everybody. And, like, the thing is, is that, like, you're providing a service that, like, you give back to. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, like, oh, yeah, you're taking this away. But now you have, like, amazing compost to grow, like, awesome fruits, tomatoes, vegetables, whatever it is you're trying to do. And all of the – any food that I've ever had that somebody grew in their yard – is a thousand times better than anything I've ever bought at a grocery store. So treat yourself, treat your family and give the people something delicious. I don't know. Food is like one of my love languages. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I'll cook something for somebody that I really care about and it might be like, I'll put, spend all this time. It'll be extravagant or whatever. I'll spend like, I made like, I spent three hours boiling an orange for a cake once. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I love stupid stuff that like that. It, yes. it was like part of the recipe. So I'm like, Oh fuck, I guess I'm boiling oranges all oh, fucking yeah. day today. It's made with love at that point. You know, you, you're, you're honing in on something. You want this, you're going to make it happen. Right. And, and Hey, colorful food is my favorite. I right. shoot for anything colorful. And you're enabling the people to do this at home at a low cost, save themselves money and give themselves like their own personal sense of fulfillment or enjoyment or whatever it is in that comes with like growing a vegetable. Yep. Yeah. It all starts with just throwing your scraps in a different bin and leaving it out on the front porch. You know, um, if you're not a gardener either, you could at least be happy to know that the, what your food scraps, what you've sent in is going back to the community in other community gardens, not to the giant landfill above, uh, the casino exactly mm. trash, or mountain. trash mountain that's right trash mountain. <laughs> oh, we know yeah. trash mountain doesn't need to keep growing people no it really mm. doesn't there it's are things we can do to enough. change it and they're rewarding to yourself personally and to the community yes. so go out and freaking do it yeah go out and do it make a change be inspiring be amazing we know that you guys all have that capability out there uh so tell the people how they can find out about you or follow you or you can follow us on Instagram at Green Waves Compost, Facebook at Green Waves Compost, and we are online at www.greenwavescompost.com. Um, you can sign up for your bin on there or learn more about other ways that we're working in the community and other initiatives to come. Do you have like a calendar of events or is there stuff that you post on Instagram to find about Instagram, about your classes? Yep, Instagram. I don't have any actual classes or anything set up. These are um, community members have reached out to me asking me to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I will be posting as soon as we get are closer to the farmer's markets and those other uh, community events. Any vendors? things i'll be at everybody will know that's amazing 
Thank you so much for coming on. Everybody go check out me. Allison's stuff. Yeah. Green Waves Compost is awesome. She's awesome. Thank you so much for helping Erie move in a positive direction because that's really what we need in the world today. Absolutely. So you're amazing. Yeah. Thank you and guys congrats for on being me. an amazing mom and having a wonderful little daughter too. Oh yes, she really is. All right. Thank you. And everybody out there, thank you guys for loving and supporting us and supporting this message of growth and community that we try to share with you each week. Um, make sure you hit all those likes and follows and hit subscribes. Them. Hit ours. Hit Allison's. Hit the Green Wave Compost likes. Just, just do it. Just do just it. Do it. Flood it with it. Don't local think about area it. And hit those likes. I yeah. promise we won't get mad if you do it too much. No. Oh, well, and I'm also offering gold stars to anybody that uh, shares any of our posts. So if you want to collect a gift gold star, then yeah. share that shit. I got a silver one for you. Dave will give you a silver one because there I don't. I don't think that you're working as hard as Tony does. But you need to do it more. We, you all know that I am the the true mastermind of this whole production is Gideon, <laughs> who failed to grace us with her presence today, which is unfortunate. But she's really the mastermind. I haven't been doing anything. I just uh, let her do all the work for me. So uh, giving away our secrets, my cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's very good at editing and making social she's media. She's a posts. genius. Yeah. A very incredible creature. I have a very lazy office manager. <laughs> She does her best. Don't say that about my office, man. <laughs> She's going to come down here and start some problems. <laughs> All right. Well, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. You have a great night, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Bye.